Welcome into the Duck Territory Podcast. Matt Prem and Eric Scopel here. Big day for the Ducks. Uh, they landed a verbal commitment, Eric, from three-star running back Trey Benson out of Greenville, Mississippi, St. Joseph High School. Uh, it's an area that Oregon doesn't necessarily go into all that often, but he was just here for an official visit, and he decided to pull the trigger. Big get for the Ducks, right? Yeah, absolutely, and, and you're right. I, I'm looking back here trying to find the last player from Mississippi to commit to Oregon, and I'm not having very much success in my <laughs> in my run through here. It was pretty brief, but yeah, it, it's not typically been an area Oregon has even really actively recruited. I don't think. Obviously, they've no. had success in, in Florida and, and Georgia and in Texas and Tennessee with Dylan Mitchell and players like that. But Mississippi, yeah, racking my brain to think of the last time this this is been a place they've really gone for a recruit. I want to say I want to say Blair Phillips, a linebacker like late like maybe mid 2000s uh was from Mississippi, but yeah, it's an area that they do not go to very often and it might be an area where they have more than than one guy uh committing to the 2020 recruiting class and you look though and you you add Trey Benson to this group now and and you have 11 verbal commitments for the class, the Ducks remain as the Pac-12's top school in the 2020 recruiting class. Their score now is uh, a 189.49. Uh, that's a, about 10 points away from being a top 10 school. Um, they do jump Georgia Tech. They do dump uh, Mississippi State and are now 13th in the national rankings. Again, they're still the number one school in the Pac-12 and People are going to look at this commitment and say, oh, it's a three-star. He's, you know, 38th best running back in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite. But, uh, and so they're, they're going to instantly think, well, maybe Oregon's settling. But I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case based off of who has offered this guy and who he's visited. Well, you use the term settling. I don't think Oregon settles for a running back, especially no. the program that they have this early in the process, and this is a mid-June commitment. If they were settling, you settle in maybe early November, maybe even exactly. Early, but you're not settling in mid-June. This is a guy who showed very, very well at the opening, uh, I, I believe down somewhere in the southeast. He was, I think, the running back, uh, one of the top running backs from that. He ran a 4.49. Uh, you know, he's listed at six foot two ten. He's a bigger guy. Uh, I think, you know, you kind of look again at the, at the running backs Oregon has on, on the roster right now. He projects is probably going to be the largest one in a couple of years here. You know, he and Javon Wilson down the line, probably the bigger running backs. And with the style you're seeing with the offensive line recruiting, I don't think it's by mistake that one found a guy who's got some speed but also some power. Yeah, and one of the overlaying themes with every guy that's really committed to Oregon in the last two years, Javon Wilson, uh, Sean Dollars, and now Trey Benson. Then you also talk about the guys that Oregon has recruited from the 2019 class and the 2020 class. Every one of those guys has highlighted the importance of a Jim Mastro, uh, Oregon's running back coach, uh, and, and connecting with him and understanding that the track record he's had and his previous stops of, you know, the decade or so that he spent at Nevada under Chris Alt and, and being a key piece of, of the pistol offense there. And then, you know, basically running an entirely different set uh, of style of running back at Washington State under Mike Leach. And now he's he's come to, to, to Eugene last season for his first year at Oregon, and now he's got his second year. And every, everyone you talk to, they seem to go back to the impact that, that uh, Jim Mastro's had on, on the commitment, and that's the same case here with, with Trey Benson. 
Well, I think if you, if you get the opportunity to watch practice like we do, I think you can just tell by how the running backs deal with Jim Mastra. It, it continues to be time and, you know, day in, day out. One of the more, I guess, receptive groups, and that probably speaks to the student athlete as well, but you can just tell that they, there's a, a lot of buy in there, a lot of trust in kind of what he has, has done. And, you know, it, you know, when, when Gary Campbell left the program a handful of years ago, uh, when Mark Helfrich was let go, uh, that was a significant loss at the time because he had had incredible success yeah. during decades in Eugene. I think they've gone out now with Mastro and gotten somebody that we, we don't want to say he's his equal, but someone that's certainly very, very competent and a high caliber coach that probably doesn't get talked about as much as he deserves because, you know, he's, he's taken a very, very young group of running backs last year. And I know the stats weren't, uh, you know, maybe on par with what we've seen historically, but that was still a really, really good run offense at times last year, and it was all redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, uh, kind of handling the rock. And I think you're just going to see this group under master now with Benson in the fold and and the guys from 2019 class and the returners. I think the future of the position continues to be very, very high, especially as long as master leads them. Now Oregon has one running back currently committed for the 2020 class, and the, the question then becomes, if you're Oregon – do you need, do you want, do you have to go after another running back prospect for 2020? I I think they're done now at running back because of the depth that, that you, you mentioned, the depth that they have um, currently coming back for 2019. It, it's obviously got C.J. Verdell, the starting running back from last season, his backup, Travis Dye, both of those guys being sophomores. And then you've got Cyrus Abilakio, who's a redshirt sophomore, Darian Felix, the fourth sophomore on the lineup, and then, uh, oh yeah, you add Sean Dollars, who's going to be a true freshman, Javon Wilson's going to be a true freshman, and, and you have six guys on scholarship at running back for two, for 2019, and all six of them are, are, are expected back. I, I guess CJ Verdell, and I guess, uh, Travis Dye, and I guess Cyrus Abilakio, um, or I guess uh, it's Die can't because he didn't redshirt, but Verdell yeah. and, and Abila Keo, they did. I guess there's a chance that they could go pro as a sophomore, but that would be astronomically off the radar right now. And uh-huh. So I, I, I just don't see another need for a running back. Yeah, I mean, barring, like you said, somebody going pro, which really would be, I think, shocking. I, it was how, the word I would use. If I guess if yeah. Verdell has a crazy season, maybe, but I, I just don't see that from him quite yet. And, and anybody else would be even more shocking. And then and then you're looking at maybe the possibility of someone transferring. And it, it, I guess it is possible maybe a, a guy or two decides to leave after not having as big of a role in the offense as they expected this year. We see that happen all the time. But even if a guy or two leaves, you're still looking at a situation when Benson arrives in 2020 where they have at least five or six scholarship running backs on the roster. I don't necessarily think you need to go out and add someone. Now, of course, if the right guy is available, maybe you kind of reconsider that. But I agree. From a needs perspective, it really feels like they've kind of reached the number they need to for that 2020 class. And that now opens the door for Oregon's coaching staff to to really focus on the 2020-20, excuse me, the 2021 running back offers and the targets that they've got. Because you, you look at that position and they've got Seven McGee currently committed, yeah. who's a, a top 60 recruit. Uh, but they've got a couple other offers out there and there's a couple other players that they're going to be looking at and really gives them a ton of time to either A, evaluate the landscape for 2021 and, and kind of decide is there enough talent out there that we need to go get out, get a second running back? Uh, and then B, 
it allows them to be very, very selective of, of if they do make that decision of who they go after. And I, I think um, McGee is he's a very stout 5'8", five, 5'9", five, running back, but I don't necessarily think I'm going to call him like a, a power back a guy, I shouldn't say power back, but a, a guy with a lot of size like a, a Trey Benson or a Javon Wilson. So I guess my wondering here is, is do, do they need another power back now that they've got Trey Benson and, they, and they've got Cyrus Abilakio, uh, CJ Verdell, or, or are they good there and now they can just take best player available? Yeah, I think it probably is best player available. And, and you know, I actually do think the compliment Obviously, they're not in the same class, but of Benson and McGee actually fits really well if you're looking at right. the future of that position because ultimately that's what those guys are. Um, I think we kind of all anticipate that Verdell, Die, you know, Felix and Habibi Lakeel, all that will work itself out. And, and all, there's a lot of talent. I mean, you just kind of run down there. I think we all kind of think that's going to work itself out. But now we're kind of looking at what's down the line maybe for the 2022 season or the 2023 season of, of who's Oregon's guy going to be. And between McGee and Benson, I don't think they really overlap too much. So, yeah, I think you're pretty open with who you would want to take for a 2021 offer or maybe 2020 if there's some defections from this team after the season or even before. Do you – this is a question. I mean, they've got a lot of offers out for 2020. Running back, do you go out and still recruit a position? You know, a couple of those guys still like. I mean, I know Kendall Milton doesn't have Oregon uh, in in his top five anymore, but uh, there there's a couple more guys out there that that had some kind of interest in Oregon. You know, Lawrence Ophelia, uh Tyrick Murphy. Uh, you, you also had Jalen John from within the state. Um, Miles Friday was another guy. Uh, yeah. Do you go out and and still recruit these guys or what's your take on this? I, I, I don't know if there's a guy out there that you say we definitely need to, to go get him. Maybe, maybe Daniel Nagata, but, but that's because he can play receiver too. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think you obviously maintain relationships with anyone left in 2020 in case something happens with Benson, who we, again, Mississippi is not a proven territory. Oregon has had success in, uh, we're still, you know, five months away or so from, from signing day. Uh, I don't think you want to count this as, as done yet. And obviously we're not speculating because he just committed, but you can maintain relationships. And again, there could be a guy or two that transfers, but I, I don't know if you prioritize running back for recruiting very much. This might be the time of year where Jim Mastro gets to kind of kick his feet up and take a break for recruiting. Uh, don't like, tell him that. Don't tell Mario that. He'll, Mario Cristobal. Right? <laughs> Mario's thinking that. But, uh, uh, but this could be a, yeah, this could be a time where it's pretty, you know, you just kind of maintain relationships, let them know you're still interested, but right now they're full and you'll kind of circle back around with, but unless a guy like, yeah, Kendall Milton has a change of heart and decides, hey, I want to stay on the West Coast instead of going to the SEC or the Big Ten where it looks like he's kind of looking right now. Uh, I just, I just don't know really what is out there that is a, still a take at this point. All right. Well, we'll end it now with this question, Eric, is, Oregon is 15th now in the country, or they were 15th in the rankings before Trey Benson. They jumped Georgia Tech, they jumped Mississippi State, and are now at 13th uh, in the country. They're about 10 points behind Oklahoma for 12th, uh, and less than that, you know, less than two one thousandths of a point from 11th, and about, I want to say two, you know, 10 and very very small margins here to get to, to get to 10 at North Carolina. The Ducks. Uh, do they have a chance now going into August 31st, their first game of the season against Auburn, holding a top 10 recruiting class in the country? 
I think they do have a chance, and obviously a lot of that will depend upon what happens around them, but you just kind of look at what's still to come. Obviously, there's a number of visits that we know of that are taking place in the next weeks or so. Kids are, I think, still on campus or about to arrive on campus. And then you look at Saturday Night Live in July, and that has been, you know, historically and, of course, short history just the last two years, but an event that has warranted great, great, uh, you know, you know, reception. They've, they've had numerous guys that have committed or have committed shortly after. So I, I think it's certainly possible. And, and again, a lot of it will depend upon the caliber of commitment of commitment. Will they get a guy like a Johnny Wilson, who's a five star who can be, you know, kind of the, you know, the, the feather in the cap of this class. Um, you know, will they get some of those other mid to high four star guys that, that are of interest right now? But uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they do. That's kind of where they've been now. You know, the last two cycles they've entered the season in that top 10, I think closer to the top five. So I don't think it's outlandish at all to think that. Um, do I think it's a, a, a lock or a guarantee? No, but I wouldn't be, I would be definitely wouldn't be shocked at all if they're, you know, in that seven to 10 range uh, when things kick off in Dallas in, in late August. That's going to do it for us. Eric Scopel, Matt Prem here on the Duck Territory podcast. Thanks for listening. And as always, go to duckterritory.com for your Oregon football, Oregon football recruiting. Uh, and also basketball, basketball recruiting needs and everything we got at duckterritory.com. Thanks for listening.